It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. Now a man is seen walking towards the officer's SUV. What the deputy's SUV investigators tell us, it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired multiple shots while the two were parked. multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Madam Speaker, my colleagues, my fellow Americans, I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. As far as the allegations of the CIA hacking into the Senate computers, nothing can be could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. And now, here's CD Media's host of Information Operation, L. Todd Wood and George Eliason. Welcome to the Information Operation. I'm your host, L. Todd Wood. And we have our guest host today, George Eliason, live from Ukraine. His connection may be a little bit uh, waffly, and if so, we'll go audio only, but uh, hopefully we can get through it today. We've had a couple days of problems. George, welcome aboard. Thanks for coming. Hi, Todd. Thank you. George is a uh, long-term reporter in the region, the war-torn region, I might say, and he has a lot of experience in the area and in uh, the information operations that have been run overseas. Um, before we get started, I'd like to say, uh, just send up a prayer for President Trump, who's in the hospital with coronavirus, obviously, and that's a whole another another story in itself as to how that happened, and we may get into that at some point in a later episode. And George, I understand President Poroshenko, or former President Poroshenko in Ukraine, is actually hospitalized as well for the same thing. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And... Uh, you were saying earlier he has double pneumonia, and that's actually, I, I had COVID and I had slight pneumonia, but it's, it's basically um, uh, where the, the, you, a destruction of a portion of your lungs when your body overreacts to the virus. So it's, it's, it's pretty serious. Um, so hopefully both of those guys uh, get better. Um, I, before we get into the actual plot of the show, I want to talk about uh, Biden in the debates, and because uh, that just recently happened, and I think it needs to be touched on. The one takeaway take that I re uh, had from the uh, debates was that the series of lies that Joe Biden told. You know, the first one was very obvious that uh, he had never called the military a bunch of stupid bastards, uh, which he, you know, the videos on YouTube for anyone to see. Uh, and the second one was that he said all of the. Uh, reporting uh, on Hunter Biden and his actions with Burisma and the corruption in Ukraine uh, were discredited. That's absolutely not true. They're just not reported on by the, the mainstream media. CD Media has a network on the ground, which you're part of, a big part of, George, in Ukraine. And we have been breaking stories for a year. Uh, there's over 70 articles in our investigation section uh, on CDM.press where you can go in and, and read everything we've reported. For instance, I'll put the wires up here that Hunter Biden sent was received from Burisma uh, and about 80 grand a month for 
a period of time, almost $4 million. We were the first to report these last November, the actual wires. And there was another $12 million in payments uh, to Biden-controlled companies. Uh, Joe Biden allegedly received about at least 900000 from uh, information that's come out of Ukraine. So th these are not discredited allegations. They're just not reported on, except for people like us and John Solomon and others. So I, I know the American people have wondered at times, George, what's going on? You have the media who is coordinated, or at least the corporate media that's coordinated against uh, Trump and the, the populist movement, uh, the America First movement. You have uh, probably Economies China in this cabal. You have the DNC. You have the security agencies. You have Silicon Valley, who are all coordinated against the American people. And, and we think this is a military style, military grade capability that's being, that was developed for use against our enemies that's being used against the American people. So it's called an information operation, hence the title of the show. And that's, you know, what we want to really get into over the next few months is explain to the American people in multiple episodes exactly what is going on uh, in their own country, because I think everybody feels something is going on. They just don't know what it is. So, George, you're the expert in this area. What is an information operation? Well, first of all, an information operation isn't propaganda. Um, it's not something that's de designed to advise you on anything or give you information. It's to control the information. Information operations are designed to get into your core emotions. And they, they what they try to do is... Um, move you on your emotions um, from one point to another. Change your actions, uh, make you do something. And eventually, what this is for is to um, affect the decisions of a leader like Donald Trump. Now, if you look at the, the history of the last four years, uh, everything from starting out with protests, going into riots, the impeachment, then you had um, the economy goes up. Now we have an event like COVID. Now he's fighting the economy again. And all these things are playing out. It's a battleground in media. And the media is, for all intents and purposes, being run by um, the intelligence community. Okay. Okay. So, so when you even look at media, um, you look at Chertoff and Michael Chertoff. Um, they're big players in media, and all these, all the companies that provide intelligence right now to the U.S. government. And what we're looking at in terms of that, um, if you look at the CIA, 90% of the CIA personnel are contractors, roughly. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of contractors. Yeah. Uh, so that they every TV uh, station, every big you know network has their own experts now. Mm -hmm. And all these people are working for intelligence companies. Mm -hmm. Now, what's important to grasp, too, is where this all started under Bill Clinton and how it started. Um, Richard Clark was the National Coordinator for Security, Infrastructure Protection, and Counterterrorism in the United States, 1998 to 2003. Well, he got the big idea to bring in private contractors. And the, the first two he brought in, um, have you ever heard of Stephen, em Stephen Emerson? No. Uh, well, he had a, he was a reporter. He's a Fox pundit once in a while, but he had a group called the Investigative Project. And 
he hired a, a woman by the name of Rita Katz. Now, before he hired Katz, um, she worked as an assistant sales clerk at a gift shop. That's her qualification for intelligence. Hmm. Well, Clark started talking to them because they networked really well. And this is how this all started. All these people that had no business in intelligence went around talking to people. Look what I found on the internet. And then they got letters of recommendation. And they built that up and took that to congressmen. And the congressmen started getting their own private intelligence from these people, which was basically, you know, we're looking at the time frame and the skills they had hitting Google. That was it. But they were finding terrorists everywhere. Um, Stephen, the coup de grace, Stephen Emerson was when he decided, started declaring entire cities in the UK under Al Qaeda control. Mm -hmm. David Cameron actually called him an idiot. Just told mm -hmm. him to shut up. That was mm -hmm. the last we've ever heard of him. But you've got to understand that this built up um, the culture inside the intelligence community. And that's what people are dealing with. They don't look at, you know, citizens as people. Your pawns on a chessboard, your, your play, your IA, um, AI pieces in a video game. And it doesn't matter what they do to you because you're not real. So when you look at, you know, from 2016 onward, they started branding people as being Russian bots, Russian influence and everything. It never would occur to any of them that they're wrecking lives, business, etc. Now, the thing about Katz and Emerson, they were actually going and meeting with two presidents. They sat in two White Houses, under Clinton and under Bush. All right? Um, if you, you can understand the, the, the scope of that. People with, with, with this low level of skills are writing pieces that are going into the president's daily briefing, telling him where Al-Qaeda was, influencing the beginning of the Gulf War from there, the second Gulf War, and everything about it. I mean, if you look at it, you know, the, the second Gulf War was based on information from Curveball. And Katz bought an information that supported that. Um, she was eventually caught making up videos showing Al-Qaeda killing people, murdering mm -hmm. people. All right. I don't know what her state is today, but that's what was going on. Um, another one. Now, this one's kind of funny. Uh, back at the beginning again, you know, after, you know, 2001, and there were a lot of people that jumped up, they got into the intelligence game, they had no expertise in intelligence, and all of a sudden they were players. Um, a guy named John Mesner. Now, John Mesner's claim to fame was, well, he became the Patriot pornographer. Hmm. And, it, well, his actual line was he had his wife uh, pose for pornographic pictures and sold them on the internet. This is the quality of people that they weren't just um, bringing intelligence to the U.S. government. They actually started training them. Mm -hmm. You get up around 2005, 2006, Congress put a mandate to all the agencies that they had to start doing OSINT intelligence. And the, uh, the agencies themselves, none of them, um, we're equipped for that. 
The CIA is the CIA. They don't have a front face on the internet. That's all secret stuff. Mm -hmm. Going to be hacked that way. So what they started doing was hiring out two subcontractors, like Edward and, Snowden and others. Well, mm -hmm. not even that quality in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the most more famous ones, and he's uh, part of the information operation today. A guy named Aaron Weisberg. Um, Weisberg started out as an anti-jihadi site going after American citizens, tearing down their websites, calling their places of work, getting them fired from work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he tore down one of the largest independent news organizations that, that there existed um, right around the time um, of the Occupy movement. Okay. They actually, on rumors, the FBI uh, pulled warrants and had the service pulled, shut it down. It never recovered. So you're going from a million hits a day, visitors, to there's nothing there. And right. they, they did it with a vengeance. Um, the FBI called them um, a threat to national security, uh, CIA. They were interrupting investigations into real terrorists. But eventually they took it over. And it got to a point around 2005, 2006, that this one figure stood up. And honest to God, this one, this woman was like Indiana Jones. Um, have you ever heard of R.J. Hillhouse? Hmm. Never. Well, she was a, a senior member in the intelligence community, inside. Um, she's a... Cuban, she ran Cuban rum from East and West Berlin, smuggled jewels from the Soviet Union, um, you know, just did a lot of cross-border stuff all over, you know, the Eastern, um, Eastern Europe. Now, she is the only person uh, in the history of the ODNI that when she wrote articles, you know, specifically about this, complaining about the contractors, what it was doing to intelligence and that it needed to be changed. Twice the ODNI answered her in the Washington Post as an op-ed. Mm -hmm. She's the person they've ever done that with. And they said, yes, this is a problem. Yes, we're going to deal with it. The CIA is, is going to start cutting back on contractors soon. Well, of course, that never happened, did it? Well, it's got to be a big uh, financial incentive for a lot of these companies to uh, make a lot of money, right? Well, you're talking billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. This is an industry where you could lose half a billion dollars and really not be worried about it. Yeah, yeah. Serious right? I mean, money, yeah. Well, um, we'll say from 2017 till now, um, you know, within a three-year period across the industry, they wanted to hire three million new people. Mm -hmm. Okay, three million new people doing working for um, the intelligence community companies. Now you think about that. No training, no nothing. How do you pick up three million people? What are they doing? They're plugging software. They really don't yeah. care. Yeah. And because the companies work project to project, they're taking intelligence with them company to company to company. So nothing's very secure anymore. Anything they do find, um, as long as they sell it before it goes over to the agencies, it's not classified. Hmm. 
only becomes classified when it goes in out. So there's big problems with that too. Now, hmm. where this leads into um, crossing over into information operations. Now, we've mentioned Michael Chertoff, okay, as far as media goes. Um, the Intel companies have tremendous pull and they have a lot of investment in um, network TV. When you're looking at the bigger networks, that's why they're there as um, the official experts anytime they talk about anything. But these are, are people that work for companies who own companies that have clients. And they're there promoting their clients' needs. Um, Jim Shore right. did a lot of good work on that. So conflicts now, of interest, basically. Well, it's not even, it goes way beyond that because yeah. they're pulling, they're pulling their um, customers' interests way, way ahead of U.S. interests. Similar to uh, Chalabi in the uh, first Gulf War. Who it's was, actually the same thing. Yeah. The yeah. same thing. Mm -hmm. So you, now you take that up a level and you put it into information operations, which is, is it goes beyond giving false information, fake information, or your customer's information. Now you're going into countries and setting up situations where the U.S. government actually has to act on something. All right. Say that last um, sentence again. You, you you broke up that last sentence. Where you see what? You're actually setting up situations in uh -huh. foreign countries where the U.S. government has to react to something. I see. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> when you look at um, the color revolutions, now George Soros funded a lot of these. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a lot of money behind that. And you have, you know, setting them up. It goes way beyond an intel gathering operation. It's an action operation. Now, companies like SCL, Cambridge Analytica, Iota Global, mm -hmm. they're, for all intents and purposes, they were one company. They're all inside SCL. Um, SCL is Strategic Communication Labs. And what they do this for is war. In mm -hmm. elections, they do war. What came out in Ukraine was for war, all right? And it transferred over to the U.S. Now, going beyond, you know, into the, how it's developed, and you, you have a lot of people talking about different technologies that are out there today, what they are, what they can do. And what's more important than the tech itself is the people behind it. Mm -hmm. um, where that started, uh, 2007, the DOD developed a program called IIA, or uh, Internet Interactive Internet Activities. All right, they developed it for the Gulf War in Afghanistan, and essentially it gave uh, public affairs personnel and the commanders a way to communicate locally. With people. So they could go online, they could go to um, local websites, they could send emails, post on bulletin boards, etc., and interact and do the hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. George, you're getting a lot of interference on your mic. I don't know if you're touching something or. Not, I'm okay. Not, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, sorry about that. No worries. Keep going. You're no. doing great. 
what that actually did um, was give very, very limited. You knew who your audience was because you were picking the publications that they were, you know, you were mm -hmm. going to write an article in or whatever. But the inter the IIA took it out, took the field out of the hands of um, information operations people, information war people, people trained in that, and they gave software to public relations people. Mm -hmm. with no training, with no anything. So you, you have a very, very limited um, scope. You have a very, very limited result. That, that right. was the first step. In what time frame was that? That was um, 2007 to 2011. Okay. Doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the next uh, step up with that was um, what was revealed by Stanley McChrystal as his darker software. That's what he's using against Donald Trump right now. In in defeat Disinfo, I think it's called, right? Right, Defeat yeah. Disinfo. Yeah. Now, the program itself um, was designed to actually start providing influence. Um, to start, they needed a software to go online with in war areas like Afghanistan, um, Iraq, whatever. And start influencing people. Mm -hmm. So what they wanted, um, what DARPA did was set up a program uh, and fund research to that end. Now there were thirty, about twenty to thirty different programs that were funded. None of them are what you'd call DARPA certified. Okay, and the, both the IIA and the DARPA. Um, it's SMISC. Mm -hmm. uh, neither one of them were secret. They mm -hmm. were open to the public the whole mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is because the private sector was always a step ahead of what they were doing, what the mm -hmm. military did. Mm -hmm. The military limited itself. Now, the biggest, um, I guess, plus with it. It gave the military real-time ability to influence sentiment. Okay, well, how do you check sentiment? You know those little emojis that you click on Facebook? Yeah. That's what they're looking at. Yeah. That's what they're looking at. Um, it measures, monitors, interacts with groups, so you could, it will post memes. It'll do things like that. Now, it gave the opportunity to see problems that were coming up because you could follow specific accounts specific accounts with it. But when you look at it, um, big problem was is that it, it worked at the community level, but it didn't go down, drill down to the people that you wanted to talk to. It was all right. at the community level. Now, how many different types of political thought are in your social groups? Okay. So you're sending one message to you know, a, do a dozen different people, types of people. So you have very limited effectiveness that way. Um, social media, it works a little bit better because, you know, it works people share things. So it's coming from someone you trust or whatever. So you have, you know, that's working for you. But you're preaching to acquire essentially. Now, the next step upon that, and 
the reason why it didn't work as well as hoped for, um, both the IIA and the SMISC were made by software programmers and engineers. Mm -hmm. Now, they may know networking, they may know social media, they may know all these things, but that's not where um, information operations is at. It really, the program could actually, you know, be horrible, hard to work. But if it's geared towards strategic, excuse me, uh, strategic communications, from that angle, um, it's going to be tons more effective. Yeah. And these programs, they could naturally couldn't. So what we're talking about now, what was used in Ukraine, and what's being used in the United States, is a program and programming called TAA. It's target audience analysis. Now, the biggest difference with this is that the people that designed it, it took over 20 years, $20 million. Um, these are uh, IO, PSYOPs, captains, leaders. Um, they're interrogators, military interrogators. They're psychologists, and I'm not talking about the pushy kind that puts you on a couch. Right. They design interrogation programs for black box units. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. These are those people. So what they want from you is, you know, they're going to take. They want information, and they want you to stop doing something. So, you know, it's more or less drop a hammer. Right. right. And, and you, you wrote a lot about this was used first against Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bernie Sanders, it, it started out, he was actually the first Russian influence political candidate in the U.S. 2016 election. Mm -hmm. um, he was accused of hacking. I remember Hillary saying that. Yeah. And, you know, you went beyond that. You had CrowdStrike saying that. Mm -hmm. CrowdStrike. Um, originally, he, you know, was a hacker of the DNC. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with Sanders, honestly, there was never a way that the DNC was going to let him run, run away, and we saw that yeah. way out. Right. And Twice. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the the first time, you know, it it should have, you know, for the Democrats anyway, they should have taken the cue and reformed the party. Right. Um, that's when we learned it's not a party, it's a corporation and we'll do whatever we want. Right. You know, against Sanders. So, you know, none of that on their end should be a surprise. But with this particular program, when you look at it, so you, you have all these psychologists doing these things. They design a program not around software engineers, all right? They design it around behavioral psychologists that are more interested in teaching you like bad luck dogs. Okay, you're going to do what we want, and that's all you're going to do. Like not vote or not vote for Trump? or Yeah, and give you the reasons for it. Yeah. Now, with TAA, at the heart of it, it's the ability to diagnose the exact groupings that live, exist within um, target populations. So you know exactly who's there. So it's not just an overall community like the other programs are. Yeah. Um, then it ranks the groups. Okay. Now, according to the degree of difficulty or how much influence they can put on them, 
it determines the best way to influence them. And then it ranks them on the degree of influence they have in either promoting or, or mitigating constructive behavior. So they're looking for specific people in the groups. They're finding out everything they need to know about those people. And when they, you know, even with something silly like a meme, okay, in social media, well, they're going to find out um, by using this program what you move on, what makes you angry. What makes you what take action. Yeah. What makes you take action, and that's it. And they're right. going to do that in every different direction. What do you fear? What are you afraid of? Go hit that little emoji again. And it's it's a, the amount of data to micro target and have, you know, I've read, uh, you know, there's five thousand data points on every American citizen. Exactly. So exactly. they can get very targeted to individual level, and then try things. And you know, this is all artificial intelligence, so they can try different things over and over until they find out what makes you take action. Actually, that's um, this goes way beyond that. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, what it does is produce the communications or triggers that are going to move you. So it picks up what kind of message is going to move you. It doesn't necessarily design the message itself. That's left with strategic communicators. Okay, these are professionals mm -hmm. in the field. Um, that's what they do. Um, it involves a comprehensive study, like you just said, all those mm -hmm. points. But it's not, you know, to understand people. So do you get them? What scares you the most? What yeah. scares you the most right now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then it builds it up on that. The other part of it is now, if if you can pull those screens up. Yep. Yeah, which one? The, uh, yeah. the first one. There you go. Yes. That was the first one. Mm -hmm. If you look at that as a base screen, okay, you have all these different parameters, base parameters. Um, you can group this any way you want, as much detail as you want. <clears throat> when you get into beliefs, political beliefs, religious beliefs, social beliefs, um, it, you know, every, every part of what makes up a person, you know, in real life. Right, right. Le level of literacy, their current behavior, are they active in society, are they out there protesting? Are they that kind of person, an activist, or way back a couch potato? So, by doing all these things, and then you go to the transformative. Yeah, hold on. Oh, you want me to go back? No, no, we can go with that one. Okay. Okay. Now, if you look at this, you'll see all those bars, and you see the red dot on it. Mm -hmm. Well, for each one of those, um, attitudes you can adjust it on the bar and it'll give you it'll change the group slightly mm -hmm. that's how much control they have over this so then they have a, a developed message that will t make you take action because they know what that is now and then they deliver it the correct way whether it be over twitter or in an email or uh, you know whatever type of delivery you take action on typically because they know for, your history for information operations mm -hmm. uh, now you're looking at something that works in media mm -hmm. now it was the reason why we talked about uh, the influence of the intelligence community on major media today 
Mm-hmm. When they're running an, influence, um, an operation, an IO operation, they're working with media. Yeah. So that's obvious. That's that's been obvious for a while. They're designing the the messaging through this. Okay, through the use of, of you know measuring the entire psychology of a group and micro-targeting messages that's going to move that are key to moving particular groups. So even with non, and it's especially obvious with non-news stories. Um, you'll see the New York Times, CNN, write the same story the same day, but it, it's not mm-hmm. news. Right. And you'll see in that keywords or trigger words. Okay, things yeah. that emotionally ramp you up or things that emotionally take you down. And by doing it this way, they're blanketing it, and they keep a blanket on it. You'll see some stories just keep repeating and repeating and repeating. Mm-hmm. And yet With slight have, variations, I assume. Slight variations, but mm-hmm. not much. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, again, not news. Right. Um, what you brought up at the beginning, at the beginning of the show, um, Trump gets accused of calling, you know, soldiers, um, fallen soldiers, losers, and suckers. Right. And Joe Biden's calling them bastards. Right. Well, a few hours after the Atlantic ran that story, they recanted it and they said, yeah, yeah, Trump, you know, it was raining out and it was a secret service. So yeah. They totally stepped back on it. Yeah. But the, but the damage, immediate. yeah, damage is done. Sure. And how long did that play out? Weeks. Still, it's going on. Biden used it in the debate. Okay. Now, here's the kicker with Why would they do that? Because they know Biden's story is going to break. Yeah. Now, the thing about an information operation, it doesn't matter what the information is. It's controlling the information. And the reaction of the, of the people receiving it. That's, that's what it does. Yeah. So you're getting people fired up on both sides. People that support Trump and are very patriotic. It's a pa- he said what? Yeah. Okay. And you're getting mm-hmm. that reaction. And it, you know, it sparks its incredulousness. Um, they can't believe that he would say something like that. What's going on? But you know, there's a big hiccup because Trump didn't say that. Mm-hmm. So you have you have Donald Trump and the people around him wondering what you know where is this coming from. Which happened, and what did it take a day before they started standing up? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've lost our guest in Ukraine. Uh, this has happened for several days now. Uh, obviously, someone really doesn't want him to talk about what he's telling us. Uh, George is highly knowledgeable on the subject and uh, has been literally chased around the world by certain agencies. So um, we apologize, but he's looks like his connection is gone. So I think that was a very good overview of what we want to talk about over the next few months and explain to you in depth as to what's happening. And obviously current events will impact who we're going to bring on. Um, We've got some very exciting guests coming up for you. We've got other uh, people who were intimately involved in the information operation that was run out of Ukraine and then in the U.S. uh, against President Trump. Uh, we've got experts on election engineering, uh, we've got experts on polling. We talked to you about how the polling is all corrupt, or at least most of it. 
So uh, we're going to get in depth into these subjects over the next few weeks to months. And I, I think you'll really enjoy the show. Each show is going to be different and exciting. And uh, you'll want to catch us, uh, catch each episode. One thing I will talk about is yesterday we broke a story here at CD Media that Ambassador Yevanovich, Marie Yevanovich, who testified in the impeachment trial that she didn't know much about Burisma, that, uh, which paid Hunter Biden. It wasn't a big issue in, in, in her term. Uh, emails were leaked that showed that she was actually very worried about it and very worried about uh, a man named Alexander Onishenko who, was, uh, who left Ukraine due to uh, him releasing corruption information on the president, uh, President Poroshenko at that time. Uh, so he had to leave Ukraine and then he was on his way to testify in the U.S. Uh, to DOJ and others during the impeachment trial, not to testify at the trial, but to testify to give his uh, information to the U.S., to law enforcement in the U.S., and he was arrested in Germany on a Interpol warrant and actually poisoned in prison. Uh, we're the, really the only news network that's been reporting on this regularly, and uh, we'll have more information on his situation going forward. But that's what uh, Marie Evanovich was uh, really worried about. So uh, in contradiction to what she told under oath uh, to the U.S. Senate, so thank you for uh, watching. Um, apologize that uh, Mr. Eliason, uh, great reporter, lost his connection, but uh, we'll be back on episode two of Information Operation. Thank you very much for listening.